Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Touchline Thoughts powered by the Garage Door Sports Network. I'm Irfan Manji. Welcome to all our listeners, as well as our French listeners. Uh, c'est très cool et reconnaissant que nous sommes numéro 9 en Côte d'Ivoire dans la catégorie de sport. Uh, for our English listeners, I just said that um, in the Côte d'Ivoire, in Ivory Coast, we're rated number nine in the sports category. So that was pretty cool. Great news to hear on a weekend. Um, and as well, we'll do our best to, to translate anything. Or um, n'hésitez pas à me contacter et je ferai mon mieux traduire ou élaborer le contenu. So we'll do our best to elaborate on the content we have in English. For our French listeners, so please reach out and we'll do the best we can. We have an in-house translator, which is not me, as you can tell. Um, it is my little sister who is in French immersion, so she will she will help me out. So don't worry, I have a translator and it's free, so we'll, I'm going to run with it. <laughs> anyway, today's a special episode. We will be doing our greatest of all time, this time for the women's side. Uh, we will start shortly, but here's some music for you. I'd like to re-welcome two of my favorites. Uh, the Culver siblings are in. We're missing the third, but that's okay. We'll get her in next time. Uh, Paige is a professional soccer player for ASJ Sochaux in Division 1 Feminine League in France. She was a player and student at Kent State University. She's also played in Italy, as we know. Hey, welcome back. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be back. Sweet. And this is your topic of choice. Like you're the one who suggested this. So you're going to you're going to lead it. I hope you know that. Well, you guys did a men's side. So I thought it was only fair that we have to do the women's greatest as well. I agree with you. And (laughs) on the other line, we have Brayden. Brayden's back. He is Paige's brother. There you go. I said it again for the second time in a row. Uh, Division one soccer at the University of Buffalo. He played in League one with the Oakville Blue Devils. Um, He's been on the show multiple times. We all know him. Uh, Welcome back, man. Thanks for having me back. Uh, I'm glad the two of you are spending your Sunday with me. This is great. Talk some soccer. Some big <laughs> matches going on currently as well. Um, while we're recording, Arsenal Women's versus Arsenal, uh, sorry, Man City Women's is playing. So massive game there. As well, Paige, your team won yesterday. We did. Finally. Woohoo. Uh, <laughs> out of the bottom two with yep. 10 points, one point away from uh, the next team there. Um how did it feel with that win? How are the girls doing? Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a super important win for us because, like you said, we were in the relegation zone. We were tied in that in that um, last play or second to last spot. So this was a super important win for us because we were tied with the team that we played, EC. Um, so yeah, it was a big win for us, and it clears us of that relegation zone, so we can breathe for the time being. But at least for another long, week. Yeah, at least for another week. We play Leon next, so. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> well, you know what, though? If it helps in any way, Lyon's in second, right? They're not the best right now. True, yeah, they're not PSG right now, so. I, I'm just saying that uh, to help you out here, but well, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the moral support. Thank you. Do my best here. It's okay. We'll, we'll hope for like a, an own goal by Wendy Bernard or something, and then you'll yeah, win one nothing, and that's that's the way we're going to play. I'm sorry, Wendy. You're great, but we're, we're cheering for every page. Cup. It happened in the World Cup. It could happen for us. So. Yeah. Well, hopefully you get to start <laughs> next game and uh, some kicks of ass out there. All right. Let's get into our starting 11 uh, brought to us by the Shenzi Shack. Don't forget to follow the Shack or Chef Sabba follow on Instagram and they'll bring you cuisines from around the world. They deliver and now are available in the Vancouver area. Uh, so last couple of episodes when Braden was on, I think the first time we talked about their greatest player of all time men's um Paige I just want to get your opinion on who you think the greatest men player of all time is before we get into the women's and (laughs) and and really debate that right um yeah I mean I'm gonna steer clear of the Messi Ronaldo conversation um she's smart she's smart safe answer she is for me I think Pele is one of the greatest players of all time so he's my uh my choice currently, like I said, I'm steering clear of that messy Ronaldo conversation. I think it's a messy conversation. What can you say? <laughs> I've been waiting for that for a while. I just threw you the line and you took it. That's perfect. Thank you. 
Well, that's good, Pele. I think there's both of us now who have said that. I mean, I think it's a little early for that Messi-Ronaldo conversation. And, and there's no disrespect to either player. I just think I want to see at the end of their careers, like I told well, Braden a little while back. That's what I was going to say, too. I want to wait until they're retired and then see, throw them in that group of those retired legends and see what yeah. happens. And then I'll argue against Messi that Ronaldinho's a better player, and then we'll have that whole argument. But <laughs> we'll get to that one when, when the time comes. But all right, well, that's great to know. Um, let's talk about the greatest women player of all time. And this one actually becomes tough, like because do you start thinking about the best defender of all time, the best keeper of all time, the best striker, midfielder? Because I know media, uh, and we'll get to it later on as well. But the media really just focuses on the best goal scorer, the best attacking player in the game. We don't really hear about the other side of the game, the defensive side. So, are your greatest players of all time defenders, or are we talking attackers or midfielders here? I'll start um, with you, Brayden. Yeah. Oh, or Paige, whoever wants um, to jump in. <laughs> go ahead, Brayden. Go ahead. Uh, no, mine's a mine's a forward slash winger, I guess. Um, so no, definitely on the attacking side. Um, Paige. Yeah, same thing I for you. Say mine's mine's a midfielder, but I think that also because the exposure to the women's game isn't as long as it has been mm. for the men's game, so you don't get those like legends that you hear about as often if you kind of understand what i'm saying yeah okay i think it's a little bit more difficult it becomes a little difficult and i mean i'm looking at you know the best i actually have to google this because i just wanted to see the comparison because i mean when you when you google the best men's players you always get a defender in the top 10 uh roberto carlos for example but here it's like it took a while like you had joy fawcett who's probably the only defender that made a top 25 list and that's that's saying something right to the game of and what the exposure is like you said Paige. but i hope it changes i mean there's some fantastic defenders currently in the game who are amazing and i think they'll, they'll do a great job uh once they retire or even now depending on how we chose our starting 11 uh so who is the greatest soccer women's player of all time Paige? Um, I have Marta as my my top player for past, present, future. Um, I think she's not only, you know, a great player, but she's also brought a lot to the women's game outside of soccer. And I think that's an important thing for women's soccer right now. So for me, when I was considering even my top 11, I considered who also brings exposure to the game. Um, and so for me, my top goat right now would be Marta. That's hard to argue. The only caveat with her, though, and I, I don't like this at all, is the fact that she hasn't won many major trophies. But she's a massive voice for the Brazilian women's team. She is a phenomenal soccer player. I mean, the Orlando team didn't do so well in the in the previous expansion tournaments there, but she was still the best player coming into the midfield, coming into the defense, picking up the ball and going the other way. Like, I don't, I can't argue with that. I think she's a phenomenal player. Right, and I think she's super versatile. And I mean... Okay, so she hasn't won super, like, crazy amount of trophies maybe with a team. But individually, I mean, she's won FIFA Player of the Year, like, six or seven times. She's won – so she's always in the FIFA Best 11. She's just – I think she holds the record as well as the most yeah. uh, FIFA women's players of all time. Right, exactly. So for me – and she's still playing. So I think she's also, like, an icon in that, that you can still play – you can still watch her play. You can still potentially play against her, play with her. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, that's How old is she now? Oh, that's a good question. She might be in her mid thirties. Yeah. I, I think she's, let me double check, but uh, she does have a 0.7 goals per game clip at the international level. She's 34. 34. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's, she has a ridiculous turnaround. And I don't know, like she's had the longevity since 2002, like one of mm-hmm. the best we've seen. So. It's kind of hard to argue. Uh, Brayden, who's your greatest of all time? Uh, I actually went with the same person. Oh, <laughs> I went with Marta too. Um, yeah, more less so for the exposure she gives the women's game, and more so just for um, like how she plays. Um, especially like growing up watching my sisters play and watching the women's international teams play and stuff like that. It can get um, like a lot of players. It's sometimes very robotic, like in terms of like how they play. Um, like it's kind of just like just the basics, like passing, shooting, dribbling, all that kind of stuff. But um, you know, you know how Ronaldinho was kind of um, adding flair and creativity and everything to his game, and it sort of 
um, led the way for a lot of other players. I think Marta kind of did the same. Um, you know, she kind of started doing step overs, doing proic turns, pullbacks, you know, fakes, all that kind of stuff. And, and she, I think that just kind of elevated her to a different level. Yeah. So instead of playing like this, I think for both mm-hmm. of you, instead of playing on that North South sort of let's chuck the ball down, let's whip it down. She was like the one that played the yeah. East sort of game, cut in, come inside, let's go out, let's bring you in. And I think you're right. She did change the game in North America. And, I, and I'm surprised, like, do you guys know if she if she played in in Europe or any point? Because yeah, she so. played. She used to play for Rosengard um, in mm. Sweden. Um, actually, Jenna Hellstrom, another Canadian, she actually was playing with her for her short time that she was there. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, she, she has actually. Yeah. Yeah, she was she was in Europe for a little bit, but then she came and played in the NWSL for. She did. Yeah, she was in uh, Brazil for a little bit as well with Vasco da Gama, Santa Cruz. Uh, and so on yeah i mean she's been around which is great that she's been in multiple leagues and i think that's a true testament to her how great she is um so i went completely different from youtube guy uh i didn't think that would happen but i i actually picked a current player as well and and i think it's because of her dominance since she started and i've chose alex morgan i think yeah i, I saw that eyebrow there i saw <laughs> i saw the eyebrow there um i think this is just it's just a personal bias and i do love marta i think she is my favorite uh women's player of all time but i think if i'm talking the greatest i had to choose alex morgan just because the minute she came onto the scene she was dynamic she was electric like she became the face of u.s women's football and it wasn't like i know megan rapino's kind of taken that mantle recently because of um you know speaking in in the public and being vocal about all all the all the topics that are out there but i think if you think about when alex morgan started she was probably the most electric like she was better than Ambi wambach even though Ambi wambach has like 184 gold right so um i kind of went there and i know a lot of people uh have been saying it's Mia Hamm because of how she changed you know football in in the U.S. and in the world and her dominance with winning and all that stuff etc but I don't know I'm going Alex Morgan and it's an American and I know people are going to be like well why would you do that (laughs) there's still a Canadian that's great and she is fantastic and I think Mm -hmm. if we turn our conversation to Christine Sinclair what is it going to take for her to be the greatest player of all time tough question uh you want to go well, I was going to say, I mean, obviously the, the biggest argument you could have would be her goal scoring record. Um, mm. Yeah. I mean, other than that, I don't know. Cause she's a good player, but she's, I don't know. I just, I don't think she just has, she doesn't have enough. You know what I mean? She doesn't have that like little extra um, little bit that, you know, Marta or Alex Morgan or Abby Wambach have. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know. It's hard to explain. Paige, you want to try? That's just, that's <laughs> I agree. I think she's up there for sure because she has, you know, the international scoring record and um, her longevity in the game has been great. But I kind of agree with Brayden. For me, like Marta just has something a little different, a little special, especially that you don't see in North America. So being Mm -hmm. a kind of a bias, I think, is looking at it from the North American point of view. And Sinclair is so typically North American. Um, She just puts goals away she's in the right spot at the right time whereas you know Marta or even Alex Morgan they kind of create and do something a little bit different so um, I think Sinclair will still always be a legend she'll be an international icon she'll be a Canadian she'll be in the conversation for sure yeah Mm -hmm. but I don't know for me if she will ever be the greatest of all time it's a bit of a stretch now if we were to break it down to the best striker of all time would she make that conversation yeah, I think. Oh, uh, yeah, she'd be in the conversation. Yeah, I think she does her job. She puts gold mm-hmm. away, and I think um, at some point you got to do your job. I mean, you can have all the flair, but if you're not scoring goals, how are you the greatest greatest nine? You know, so I mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. you're talking greatest nine. She's in that mix with maybe Wombach. Maybe Wombach, Wombach. yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so. no, I just wanted yeah. to pose that question. I know, <laughs> I know, we always bring it back to a Canadian mm-hmm. touch to it, but I mean. I think there's some Canadian players that could potentially become the greatest of all time, but from where we're standing, there's two and they're both current players. Um, did either of you think about former players uh, to be the greatest of all time? I mean, there's uh, some uh, a fantastic player in Christine Lilly. Um, Mia Hansen mentioned we have 
uh, Julie Fleetning, who is a player for Scotland, um, uh, Bridget Prince, uh, who has two World Cups, three bronze medals, three FIFA players of the years. Like she was dominant in her own right. Like, did you guys think of anyone else aside from, I guess, Marta? Or was this, that's it. That's the name that popped up the minute that question came. Uh, I think for me, Marta was the first, uh, definitely the first name that came to my head. Um, I mean, there could be a number of reasons for that, but I mean, maybe exposure is one of them because I think only in the last, I don't know, maybe 10 years or so, the women's games kind of like shot up exponentially. Um, and, you know, like maybe in the early 2000s and when all these other players were playing, it wasn't as broadcasted across the world, <laughs> as broadcasted across the world as, as it is today. So um, I think they're in the conversation, but even so, just just purely you know technical ability and creativity and flair and you know all the attributes you look for in the best player i still think marta marta takes it over over the old the um players from the different era in my opinion that's fair yeah, yeah for me kind of the same um i think a lot of it has to do with exposure and mm -hmm. like you said it hasn't been broadcasted right so i mean the men's side you can go years and years and years and years and still find games that were on tv whereas on the women's side you can't that's more of a recent thing so like you said i think it has to do with exposure but i mean i considered like um don't give away you're starting 11 though i see you looking down i'm like oh she's gonna go to starting 11 and start justifying don't do it it's I the trap the <laughs> players that i'm like on my bench players so <laughs> talk about your bench players there you go <laughs> we'll talk we'll get there we'll get there sure um I, I think we've we've mentioned this multiple times and i have to ask like exposure what what's it going to take for this exposure to increase when are we going to start seeing more in the women's game and i know Paige, i, I posed this to you the last time but in, in terms of the international stage uh, are we doing enough in, in terms of that or do we need to put some more into it i know it's another tough question but i mean um i think on the women's side there's always room to put more into it i think even if you look at the last women's world cup that was in france um i think it, that was huge they had so many fans come and watch um, i think the u.s women's team has brought a lot of fans whether they were just fans of the u.s or of other um, nations as well i think they bring a lot of exposure regardless i think japan did that a few years ago too when they had beat the u.s in the world cup i think that was like I think that brought a ton of exposure because it was unexpected and people were like, whoa, we need to see what's going on. Who's beating the U.S.? Mm -hmm. So um, I think there's always room for improvement. I think now people are realizing that and investing that. And as the Olympics kind of come around, hopefully next summer or this summer, um, the exposure on women's soccer will be there and they'll get mm -hmm. the TV time. They'll get the fans if it's possible. Um, I know this year is kind of weird and, last year was kind of weird but i need to grow and, and i think you'll see it in the next four or five years the the exposure will be great and i think it helps um when it's just not one nation or two nations dominating for 15 to 20 to 25 years right like i mean brazil's put on a competitive team for years canada's doing the same thing the french side is exponentially impressed um the English team uh, with their coaching changes, which we'll see soon. They've done a great job. Um, the Dutch. Um, I mean, I can name Spain. Like there's so many, so many women's national teams that have really taken the massive step up to, to challenge the U S and I think, and I hope that, that that's what's going to lead to more young athletes watching the game and, and especially understanding that the States need to lose or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But it's it's up to the countries as well. The 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 uh, countries and their national teams are going to have to start funding um, the women's side a lot more if they want to compete with the U.S., um, which they definitely can. They have the they have the players to do it for sure. You can see it on the men's side, um, and I think a lot when a lot of those countries um, start really funding the women's side, um, the U.S. is going to have a really 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 tough uh, tough run. Even Canada is going to have a tough run, yeah, because um, they already have the infrastructure. Um, and and the culture you know what i mean to win at least the last 10 years for 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 canada right especially mm -hmm. since john herdman sort of came in and and changed the the perspective and the way that canadian soccer should be should be focused on mm -hmm. yeah i think you're right i mean in the news we've seen you know 
the the national teams fight for equal pay and equal rights. So if they keep seeing major stars do that, I think these uh, these other countries will start fighting for that, and we'll see it for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All definitely. right. So that that that's good. We we have our greatest of all time. We're good to move on. Works for me. Paige. Yeah, yep. awesome. So today's starting eleven was brought to us by this by Shenzi Shack. Don't forget to give Chef Sab and the Shack a follow on Instagram as we bring you cuisines from around the world. They deliver and are available for pickup in the Vancouver area. We're gonna take a quick break as I make sure I don't stumble again. But we'll take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about the greatest starting eleven of all time and and the interesting formations we came up with. What up, guys? It's your host, Nick McVicker. And if you are looking for a weekly sports podcast to fill your sports needs, you come to the right place. Garage Door Sports, hosted by myself, Kyle Vardy, and Irfan Manji, brings you all the up-to-date news, notes, and opinions on everything in the sporting world. If you like good conversation, good friends, and a lot of jokes being thrown around, you've come to the right place. Don't forget to check us out on all your favorite streaming sites, and we will make sure we bring you content every Saturday right here on Garage Door Sports. Earlier in the episode, we, we spoke about the greatest of all time. I should also say welcome back from my little break. Sorry, um, mind fart there. Um, anyway, so earlier in the episode, we spoke about the greatest of all time. Oh, why don't we make our, our starting 11 from it? Uh, start with you, Paige. What formation did you choose and, and why did you sort of set on this formation? Um, so I picked a 4-3-3, which um, I think is a pretty traditional formation. Um, I moved a couple players because a lot of players on the women's side play multiple positions. So I put some players in positions that I thought they were successful at to kind of fit into my formation a little bit. Um, I think a 4-3-3 is a pretty versatile formation. So that's kind of what I picked. Okay. Uh, is there just a reason? Do you usually pick four three three? I know Brendan and I went into that conversation last time about why we choose four three three, but is it just because you think it's the most common one, or do you prefer to play in that? Um, for me as a defender, I prefer to play with four at the back. We've played with three at the back before, and I think it's um, you have to have very specific um, traits uh, for mm-hmm. players to play in that formation and be successful at it. Um, as a central defender, I prefer four at the back. Um, and I think four three three is a little bit more versatile than a four four two. Um, so for me, that's why I picked the four three three. Awesome, uh, Brayden. What formation did you choose for our starting eleven? Greatest of all time. Uh, I went with a non traditional three four three, and it was strictly because of the player, the choice of players. I found it tough. It was tough to come up with defenders, so I had to sort of adapt my my system to fit the players I wanted to get in. Yeah. No, I, I think I did the same thing with three, four, three. I just couldn't mm-hmm. think of a left back that's made headway in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paige, is there a left back? Am I missing somebody that's been kick ass over the last little bit? I mean, I think maybe you have one and maybe you'll, you'll tell us, but um, I just had a hard time. I was like, I can pick a current left back, but I don't know if they've done enough of the game to, to really choose them. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. I mean, um, I actually put, um, she plays as a central defender and a left back. So she plays oh. for, for her national team. So I put her as my left back. Okay. So why don't we hear your back four then? <laughs> um, yeah. So I have Lucy Bronze on the right, uh, which I think is a given. Um, I have Nilla Fisher and Christine Rampone as my two centrals. Um, Rampone's from the U.S. and Fisher's from Sweden. And Fisher still plays Rampone because she doesn't play anymore. And I have Seth Hutton as my left back. She plays totally different from mine. <laughs> oh, wow. Did not no. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> so Steph plays for Man City currently, and she played she plays at the for the England national team as well. She plays as a central defender and a left back. She's the top scoring um <laughs> left back for the uh for England for the national team. So that's why I threw her into the left back position versus the central defender. Oh, good. She's at the pace, I guess. That's fantastic. No, I could not for the life of me. I'm like, I can look at these yeah, national teams. I, I just can't think of what. Like the the name that kept coming up was um Crystal Dunn, who's played as a wing back, and I was like, okay, do I really want a five in the back, or or not? And I think that that came down to preference of uh, formation. But uh, I mean, I would have put her in there, but I don't know if she's done enough to 
to solidify that. Interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. Brayden, who's your bot- who's your uh, back three there? Uh, my back three is actually someone you mentioned earlier on the left is Joy Fawcett. Mm-hmm. Um, in the middle, I actually went with Wendy Renard. <laughs> And <laughs> should have gone with Paige Culver, but uh, yeah, when, Wendy, Wendy Renard. Uh, <laughs> Wendy Renard. Hey, no, that's mine. What are you doing? Don't tell her. No. <laughs> and then on the right side, I went with the Japanese player Kumagi. I pronounced that right. K U M A G A I. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Why did you choose her? I, I mean, just a curiosity. Um, I think. I think uh, there's also another Japanese player on my team as well. I think it was because of that year that Paige was referring to when they beat the U.S. <clears throat> um, I think, yeah, the team the team itself was just all around um, very impressive. But uh, I think these two players really stood out for me. Mm-hmm. That whole Japanese team was like a little engine on the side. Like, it's like <laughs> they had uh, like 100% to give, and then all of a sudden there's like another 50% that comes out of the tank, and you're like, wait, mm-hmm. how? Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't discredit that at all. I think that's a great choice mm-hmm. there. My back three, uh, three actually, Lucy Bronze was mentioned before. I think what she is on the right side, I mean, she can play the wing back position. Uh, we've seen her play centrally at one point in a holding midfield role. She's, I think, arguably the best right back ever in the game. And that's, that's saying something. Um, in the other center back position, Wendy Renard, I think what Wendy Renard does for the national team, I mean, the exposure is what we talk about and how great she is. And I chose Kadisha Buchanan as my other center back. And I think, I mean, Buchanan's one of the best in the air. Um, she's great with the ball at her feet. And I think that has to do with the fact that she's had a coach like John Herdman, who who says possession is important as well. Um, playing for Lyon and being a champion, I, I it's hard not to pick at least one Canadian and I well, actually I have two, but one Canadian um, I think deserves it. And I know Joy Fawcett, uh, what she's done for us soccer and how fantastic she's been. Uh, I was kind of flip-flopping. I was like, I can do a back four and toss the three of them there and maybe just put uh, Buchanan as a, as a wing back or a left back. And I was going to say, yeah. I think it is. She could probably play left back too. She can, she has the pace for it, which is she got, uh, that's to what I was going to say. Yeah. She definitely has the pace for it. But I think with who I have in my <laughs> midfield, I'm going to stick with these three. Um, any surprises from the, the three of you, uh, from the two of you, I should say, uh, about our choices? Are, well, it's pretty pretty different, I have to say. I'm really surprised neither of you chose Rampone, actually, because she's like one of the most historic defenders. She's from the U.S. She was a three-sport athlete in university. She went to the U.S. school and played basketball. Uh, soccer and something else I think she's just all around like a crazy athlete so I'm surprised neither of you picked her but um, I think Lucy Bronze is, was kind of a given for for us two at least and mm-hmm. I, I forgot about her to be honest <laughs> that's why <laughs> I was racking my brain trying to figure out who to who to pick and uh I, yeah I, she just <laughs> I just couldn't remember <clears throat> yeah She'd be, she'd be, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I would throw her in too if I, if I had a good memory. Have her off your, have her off your bench or something, which we'll get. Yeah, to. exactly. She'd be first off the bench. <laughs> uh, for in the midfield, Brayden, I'll start with you on this one. We both went with four in the in the little midfield. What, mm-hmm. what did you, who did you choose? And I guess just a little description why. Uh, so I think my midfield is probably mostly center midfielders. Um, but I think a couple players could are pretty versatile and they can handle playing out on the wing. Uh, the two in the middle, I went with uh, starting with Mia Hamm and, uh, but I think she's versatile. So she could also play on the right side or the left side. Um, and then the other center midfielder was the Japanese midfielder. Sawa. Sawa if I'm saying yeah, her name the properly. Long the long hair who just yeah. bossed at that world cup. Oh my goodness. She just, she bossed her entire career. She was yeah. amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. She was just, just bopping it around everybody. Uh, on the right side, I went with Carly Lloyd, uh, but I think her and Mia Hamm could also just, uh, like, I think the versatility, they could just be interchanging all the time and it wouldn't be a problem. Uh, and then on the left, I went with a German player, uh, Prinz, P-R-I-N-Z, yeah. mm-hmm. um, who I also think could just, I think Sawa would be the only one I would keep in the middle and I would sort of have the other three just, um, like, free-flowing, able to interchange whenever. Um, okay. But uh, yeah, no, I think I think all of them, a lot of leaders. I think three or four, they might all be captains actually of the national team. 
Um, yeah, they all were at one point. Yeah, I think they were all, all captains at one point. They've all won, um, you know, at the highest level. Uh, they've all had a long, you know, pretty pretty long career for the most part. Um, and I think they're all pretty, maybe except for, actually, I, I, maybe more Mia Hamm and Carly Lloyd are, you know, been more vocal about the, the women's game. But uh, I think, uh, yeah, I think all of them are, are pretty, uh, yeah, for me, that, that would be my um, midfield four. Fun fact, Carly Lloyd and Mia Hamm are fourth and fifth all-time all in terms of caps. There's only like a 20-cap oh, really? difference. Yeah, they're they're very close to each other. And I think, mm-hmm. let me pull up the goals, because I believe that um, their clip is pretty similar. No, actually. Nope. So Mia Hamm has 158, and Carly Lloyd has 123. So, I mean, okay, switched on in terms of that. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. interesting there. Um, Paige, yeah. uh, who's in your middle three? Um, yeah, so I did a, like a six, a 10 and an eight. Um, so I put Sawa in my eight position. Um, I put Armadine Henri who plays for France in my six. Um, and she still plays, she plays for Lyon. And then I put Marta as my 10 position. Interesting. So Interesting. She, she spearheads the, the triangle, mm-hmm. I guess. Eh? Yeah. Well, cause I think, I mean, a lot of people, she's a forward, <laughs> but I think she's, um, like creative enough obviously to play as a 10 position so i put her as my 10 she does wear number 10 she does wear number 10 she wears number 10 (laughs) so she's a 10 for me she's a 10 but i mean yeah she's rostered as a forward Mm -hmm. so i threw her in as a 10 oh interesting i like that i mean i didn't i didn't think of i didn't think of putting marta as a as a number 10 at all interesting well for me because i think um in terms of like the the nines I think there's so many nines you could choose from or so many wingers you could choose from um there's also a lot of quality midfielders but for me I think Marta would be a I would throw her in as a 10 that's just not for sure my coaching opinion uh well, where did uh where did uh Amandine Henri come into your mind um is it like like what was the thought process behind that one for sure um, well, I think she's naturally as a, like a holding, like a six. Um, I think she's solid. She wins tackles. We play against her currently. I think she's one of those iconic French national team players. Um, she plays for Lyon. She's made a big impact in the French game. Um, I think she's, uh, for me, the last. Is this her? Yeah. <laughs> There's a picture of me and her playing against each other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> I think she's like top six or or top ten in the world currently. Mm-hmm. Um, like based on the last World Cup rankings, um, and I wanted to kind of, in my formation style, have like a traditional six player. So that's mm-hmm. good. All right. Well, I think my middle four was different. Uh, I had one player that I don't think either of you thought of, but I chose <clears throat> I chose uh, Formiga for, for Brazil. I just like the fact that she sits in front of the defense, uh, especially when you have a player like Lucy Bronze who likes to go up a lot. Uh, Formiga can can slot into that hole and, and fill it. Um, Brayden, the other three are very similar to yours. Uh, Carly Lloyd, Mia Hamm, and Homori Sava. I don't think I could think of anyone else. I mean, all, obviously I had... Uh, Luisa Nasib come into mind, who was touted as the next Zidane when she was playing uh, in terms of her ability to create um, in any role. And if we're going any current players, I mean, Tobin Heath, Kristen Press could have made it because of how creative they are. But mm-hmm. uh, same thing you said, having having Lloyd and Mia Hamm sort of move and interweave and stuff, and then just having Sawa and Formiga sort of sit back and dictate the play from the back end and push it up. Um, I was just thinking of like five defend, five go up sort of thing, but very different to both of you, which is good because we didn't pick the same answers again, which is which is always good. Mm-hmm. Um, so our 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 top three, our forwards, um, we both have three. Paige, uh, or all three of us have three. Paige, who did you put up there? So I put Heath, Tobin Heath on my right side. I think she's been super impactful in the recent years. Um, mm-hmm. I put Mia Hamm as my nine. Interesting. And then I put Rapino as my left. <coughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Interesting. Wait. Mia Hamm's your what? Yeah, I put uh, Mia Hamm as my nine. I was wow. debating back because Wombach's like a big, solid. Um, I mean, her and Sinclair are next uh, in the goal scoring record. Um, 
But I don't know. I wanted Mia Hamm in my nine. That's just a personal preference. She did start off as a forward and then sort of make yeah. her way deeper. And then she kind deeper. of shifted into the midfield role. And mm-hmm. for me, I prefer those other midfielders, but I think she needs to be in a, in a top 11 because she's mm-hmm. super um, – she's a legend in the game. So that's why I threw her in as a nine. I mean, you could also throw her as a winger like you guys had kind of said before. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I – I mean, I'm sad at myself for putting so many Americans in there, but... <laughs> but, I mean, they have dominated the game for so long. No, I get it. Would you go a false nine with Mia Hamm because of her versatility in the midfield instead of having a traditional striker? Yeah, I, you could do that. Um, I think you also have a lot. Like you said, Lucy Bronze likes to get up the field. I think Tobin Heath likes to get up the field. So you have a lot of attacking players in general. You don't necessarily maybe need, like, a holding, like, a super stationary nine and Mia Hamm is like a very versatile moving player so I think for me that's just to have more movement in there but I think she deserved to be on the list and I well I somehow in my midfield <laughs> fair uh and what, what was the thought process behind I guess Megan Rapino there I mean Megan's been arguably the most vocal and most influential player in a very very long time yeah, and I think that's part of why I threw her in there as well, because I think right now on the women's side, it's not always just about quality of player. I think it's about players that bring attention to the game. And like you said, she's been very vocal about it. She's been very vocal about um, just issues in general, um, like LGBTQ, all those kind of issues. So I think she brings a lot of exposure to the game. I think obviously she's a quality player as well. Um, but I think that's also important to look at on the women's side, who's bringing the attention to the game mm-hmm. so that there is more exposure. And I think the great part about your starting 11 there is when you have someone like Martha who plays your number 10, she can interchange with Mia Hamm and go play striker. Like I'm overthinking this, which is fine, but um, I'm just trying to, trying to understand your thought process. And I think it's great because you have people coming deep, you have people going up. I think, I think this would be a v- very well-balanced team. Um, would you want them to play a possession game? Yeah, or would you think sure. counterattack or like what what no, are you looking no, at? I think the qualities there that you need to play. I think there's a lot of pace up top too. I mean, you have Heath who's super creative. Um, like I said, there's some pace up there. So I mean, for me, like you don't just need to counterattack. Um, I think if you can play, it's worth playing the possession game. And I think there's enough quality. Like you have Armadine and Henri who can just sit and distribute. So. And then you have your creative players who can who can press forward in front of that. So, yeah, for me, I went a little bit untraditional and moved some players around, but I wanted to fit in my formation a little bit. But, yeah, that's my 10 right now. Uh, Braden? Uh, so, yeah, I went with a different approach. I went with uh, Sinclair on the left, Wombach in the middle, and Marta on the right. Um, but uh, I would even have Marta... Um, I would even have her slot into the number 10 as well, even like a three, five, two and have Sinclair and Wombach up top together. Um, I think the creativity, the creativity and, um, you know, technical ability that Marta offers and then the just pure goal scoring ability that, um, Sinclair and Wombach have, um, I think Wombach obviously has the aerial threats and Sinclair is just, um, you know, the ability to put the ball in the back of the net. I think that's, you know, that's, that's a ridiculous top two there imagine just like putting mm-hmm. a ball into the air for Wombach she just puts mm-hmm. it down for Sinclair and it's like a goal every time or something jeez oh yeah I can even it's just it's just goals between the two of them and then Marta's you know in there to create well yeah she drops in everywhere yeah all right mm-hmm. that's fair mm-hmm. um or she can play it on the right and cut in yeah but I think she's versatile enough in the where in in my system I probably have her start out there and then depending on how the game goes slaughter in the number 10 I don't know we'll see Future manager we'll here. When they all play, we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. When this game happens, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Currently still trying to figure out if we can create uh, former players and current players on, on FIFA. I don't think we can, but... Do they have they have the women's uh, players on FIFA, right? They're starting to they... develop the women's side. They have the national teams, and they're starting yeah. to win the uh, club teams. I hope so, yeah. There was a couple of years back, the you remember the journey part of FIFA where uh, there was Alex Hunter, and then they brought in... Uh, Danny Williams and then they brought in a female uh, young soccer player who was related to the main character and then she got to play for the U.S. national team with Alex Morgan and stuff so I believe it's I just played it my sister really enjoyed it so that's why we're doing that Uh, 2019 that was the last year they did the journey so if Mm -hmm. if you want to play that game I think 
you, you follow the journey of three separate young players as well as you see the exposure to the women's game so they're bringing it into the game they're just uh, not at the the nba level yet for that yeah nice so yeah that's my front three <laughs> nice i think it's deadly for both of you there oh, for um sure. Uh, I had to put Alice Morgan because she was the greatest on my list. So she's on the on the right or left. It doesn't matter. Her and Marta can switch around. Something they do for Orlando, which makes them as deadly as can be. And then I have Cincy down the middle. I don't think I could think of anyone else. I mean, yeah, sure. Abby Wambach. But after the Olympics in 2012, I refuse to to put Abby Wambach in any of my team. That's <laughs> a sore yeah. spot in my heart. Yeah. I am so sorry. I am so sorry. And I'm probably pissing people off. But um, sorry, she leads the world in goal scoring with 100 in East Side Climb. Uh, you can take either or, to be very honest with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, quickly for both of you, um, bench players, was there anyone you had to have on your bench that, you know, there was no way you're going to negotiate? They were like a second or like a percentage close of being on your starting 11 page? Yeah, I put Formiga on my bench. Um, like you had said before, I think she's, I mean, she's still playing. She's 42 now. And she's yeah, it's ridiculous. Like what? Um, I put Sinclair, Wambach. I think you have to have honorable mentions, at least for me. Um, I had Wendy Renard on my bench. Um, mm-hmm. um, Sun Wen, she played for China. She's a midfielder. Mm-hmm. I had her on my bench. Um, Marjorie, who plays for uh, Lyon currently. She's a forward winger. She also was on my bench. Sweet. So I did forget. Did you guys pick a goaltender or a goalkeeper? Yeah. 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 Okay. Sorry. Starting eleven. I I was like, (laughs) so I asked you every question. Did I ask you about keepers? No. Apparently I did. So I'm gonna. You started with the back four. I did because I got so intent uh, interested (laughs) in that. Okay. We'll go back. Ready? Keeper, Paige. Um. This one I had a little trouble with. Um. I was debating between Solo, like Hope Solo, because she, I mean, now she kind of has a tough reputation. Um, but I think she, in her time, was unreal. Um, mm-hmm. If you watch the national team play, um, I think she's one of the best players on the field. Um, and there's a German goalkeeper. I can't remember her name. Uh, oh, was she the back? Uh, yeah. Nadine Agarier? Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. So I had her as well. I was debating between the two. I ended up going with Solo, but um, I think uh, the German goalkeeper as well is just could be in there with the legends. Uh, Braden? Uh, I was also debating between uh, I had the German goalie as well and Solo. <clears throat> uh, I ended up going with Aaron McLeod. Um, <laughs> strictly Canadian bias strictly okay. Canadian bias <laughs> but uh it was very tough between Hope Solo uh yeah if she didn't um kind of fall off a little bit she probably would have been up there but um yeah with my Canadian bias I'm going to lean towards Aaron McLeod fair no I think I could echo that from both of you Hope Solo would be on my list she's I wrote her down there but I have another keeper there um 2014 was not a good year for her in terms of you know her cases and stuff so i will leave her off and i will go with the norwegian goalkeeper that won the world cup olympic gold in 172 caps uh bente nordby um not sure if i'm saying that correctly but she's had a good history with norway and and especially when the the americans had that early dominance uh the norwegians and the germans were were there to be like hell no keep it in north america we're not going to let you keep winning everything so um I think a future goalkeeper to keep an eye out for, for all of us here is Ellie Roebuck, um, the Man City youngster who's 20, 21. Um, she is going to be, I think, the next big thing coming out of England. So keep an eye out for her. And eventually when we do this in 10 years, uh, we might say her name. <laughs> I'm counting on it. I hope so. She's been great for City. Um, okay, we'll go back to our bench. Brayden, uh, who are your key players on the bench that you <laughs> We're so close in your starting 11, just didn't make it. Um, yeah, mine was, uh, to be honest, I'm kind of coming up with that on the spot now. I didn't write down a bench. Uh, there was a girl who played for the Netherlands in the last World Cup. She was a winger, I think. She was, Martin? yes, her. Um, she really impressed me, so I would probably have her on the bench. Uh, there's a girl who played for Colombia. Um, she's got a ton of highlights. She's like 
kind of plays like Marta, super tricky, um, plays with a lot of flair. Um, I don't, don't remember her name. I would probably have her there as well. Um, you know, obviously Christian, Christian Press, Tobin Heath um, would be there as well. Um, probably uh, the girl, um, girl plays for France, Liz Summer, Summer. Liz Summer. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd probably have her as well. Um, she was close to making my list too. Yeah. Um, she's electric. Holy crap. Yeah. yeah, she's a good player. Um I'm trying to think if there's anybody else off the top of my head. Uh Sam Kerr. Yeah. Probably have her as well. Yeah. yeah she's been pretty yeah, good. I like the way she plays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I, I didn't write it down, so that's kind of just off the top of my head. That's okay. That's pretty good. Um all fantastic players that we've mentioned. I mean, a lot of current players in Lissomay, Henri, uh, Midama could be named out there. Uh, Julie Ertz, who's come into her own for the national team. Ada Hegerberg, I mean, she has her thing with the Norwegian national team, but with Lyon, she's been one of the best. Um, shout out to Sophie Schmidt and Jesse Fleming for the Canadian side who could have easily made this. But if I had to choose one player out of my entire bench that was so close to making it, I'd pick Jennifer Hermoso for the Spain national team. Um, I, I'm not cool sure. To watch. She's, she's really fun, eh? She like she comes off as a number ten, but then randomly you see her playing in front of the defense, and then you'll see her playing as a striker. She's quite big. Oh yeah, and she moves. Oh my god, I, I became a fan of hers um, at the recent World Cup when I was like, "Holy crap!" She's like carving through defenders. She's coming back, receiving, spreading the play out. Like she was doing everything you would expect from a number ten, as well as a number eight and a six, and then a number nine. You're like, "Hey, what?" So if if I had to put her in, um, she'd come on in a heartbeat. Like I think that's how great she is, and I'm I'm not sure if I'm the only one that's high on her, and I'd be willing to listen to even great more great things about her but uh jenny Hermoso makes it for me all right our, our starting 11s are pretty good i, I wish we could find a way to uh, simulate them against each other or play it off but no it is what it is until fifa decides to do that fifa if you're listening for fifa 22 <laughs> that's what i would like to see i will help you create the names and all the stuff i will do that for you if you um put something together for us just for touchline thoughts no one else <laughs> Um, we'll take one more break and then we'll end off with our final thoughts. Sheer Creams is an all-natural and organic skincare brand. We ethically source our sheer butter through our partners from West Africa. Our creams are then handmade with love in the UK, making sure our products are at the highest quality, maintaining their natural origins. Our purpose at Sheer Creams is to deliver you the highest quality skincare line that fits your personal needs. You can purchase our products via our website, www sheercreams.com or our Etsy shop, Sheer Creams or our Amazon. Thank you for listening and we hope you love our brand. Okay. That's a pretty good episode, eh? We, we picked our favorites of all time. It went mm. a little long. Um, sorry about that if uh, everyone has somewhere <laughs> to be on a Sunday. I apologize. Um, but any final thoughts as, <clears throat> as we sort of close off uh, today's episode? I'll start with uh, Paige. Um, no, I think it was quite interesting to see uh, what we came up with. I know we were saying kind of before, it was really difficult to to pick defenders, especially. And I think that, like we said, has a lot to do with the exposure. You just hear about goal scorers and playmakers. Um, so hopefully, eventually, as um, we see more exposure in the women's game, you will hear more about defenders. I'm a little bit biased because I am a defender. But listen, you know, you'll make her starting 11 in 10 years, guaranteed. Perfect. I'm expecting it. But. And you better be a number 10 wearing defender. I'm just saying. Yeah. That's the only way we'll put you on. Throwback to university. Yeah. Um, and I thought I was a 10. But yeah, so we'll see. I think it's um, like we're saying the exposure is really important. I think we're getting there. I think this Olympics coming up will be really interesting to watch on the women's side now that more people are interested in it so mm-hmm. looking forward to it cool Braden. yeah no super interested to hear what you guys had to say um i thought there was a lot of a uh, lot of really good players mentioned um and then yeah i don't know final thoughts you know watch watch as many women's soccer games as you can um definitely tune into the olympics when and if they you know eventually come around i'm sure they will at some point yeah um and yeah, no, no, just uh, give it a chance. And uh, it may not be as entertaining as the men's, but 
Well, currently, uh, <laughs> that's your uh, opinion. That's, yeah. No, I was gonna say. Uh, no, I'm totally kidding. Definitely tune in. Tune in and watch. Tune in. Man, you was playing uh, Reading currently. Yeah. The game was really exciting. If you uh, if you get a chance to watch the highlights, it was a really good game. Mm-hmm. Spoiler: the red lost. Yeah. <laughs> Try not to say a United fact, but um, that we can say for a completely different day. Jeez. <laughs> what a disappointing game yesterday and this morning for, for fans in general. But yeah, mm-hmm. you can catch women's games on, uh, I believe it was at the football uh, page mentioned the last time. Uh, the zone, I think, is trying to get some more games on there. Zone has uh, some of, yep. I think all the have, Champions League women's is up there. I believe so, yeah. And then you have... Uh, Sportsnet that shows the WSL games. Um, if you have BT Sports, they do the same thing. Um, obviously, Sky Sports has the major game of the week. So, does one if, soccer uh, also? Yeah, one have... soccer is hosting oh, yes. to show all the um, Canada games for the mm-hmm. She Believes Cup, which is coming up. Oh yeah, She Believes Cup is coming up. Everybody, check it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, where else can we watch games? Uh, I'm trying to think. I just went blank. Twitch. For the WNS, uh, and WSL, I'm sorry. Oh, God, guys, words this morning. It's fine. You guys are hard letters. To... to be fair, they're hard letters. Well, like, I always mess it up with NWHL and NWSL. So if we talk about women's hockey, I'll say NWSL. And then if we talk soccer, it's the other way. And I'm like, mm-hmm. talking the league. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a Sunday um, morning. It is. I apologize. This is on me. Um, Sunday evening yeah. for me. Oh, that's right. Oh, yes. You've had most of your day. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> has to deal with us just before she has to go eat supper and then go to bed. Jeez. Yeah. I apologize. <laughs> um, anyway, final thought. Keep keep watching. Keep listening. Don't forget to leave us a like or a rating. Um, comments are important. Please comment. Tag us. Uh, let us know what you think about what we've said. If you disagree or agree, um, always great to hear. You can follow us on Twitter at Touchline TH. You can follow me at Irfan Manji, page at Culver underscore page. Brayden, again, the only one that doesn't have Twitter, uh, at Brayden Culver on Instagram. Uh, don't forget to follow our network, Garage Door Sport, or the website at garagedoorsports.com. Yeah, f- support local, guys. Um, uh, say no to racism, obviously. Support Black Lives Matter. Um, I always tweet that out, so make sure you're, you're looking in on their campaigns and, w- and what's going on. Uh, follow our segment sponsor, Shancy Shack, on Instagram. They're, I think they'll be out in Vancouver for a while, so if you're in the West Coast and you want some good homemade food, uh, contact them again thank you to both of you wonderful individuals for joining me today um keep doing what you both are doing uh page good luck with your season kick some ass um if you score a goal we'll be cheering you on for sure um <laughs> but uh uh and Braden, keep it up man uh thanks for joining us and and i appreciate both of you being on here today yeah thanks for having us thank you of course uh thank you all for listening thank you to our french listeners in cote d'ivoire for making this number nine like i'm still very happy about that uh but thank you for listening we will see you next match day cheers